Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Killing the Great White Male, episode 31 to be precise. I'm going to have to talk with somebody soon about figuring out how to do seasons and why to do seasons, because uh, I guess that's a thing that we should be doing with the podcast. Um, but in the meantime, thank you for tuning in again. Um, our conversation today, we kick off um, a conversation with my with a high school friend of mine named Mel House. Um, Mel was kind enough to volunteer on Facebook to read one of the driest books we've read on the show yet. Um a book about contract theory. The book itself is called The Sexual Contract by Carol Pateman. I'm really excited for you to hear the conversation. Um, pay special attention to the meta because I think contract theory is one of the metas that we have to look at as we uh, as we tackle what it means to kill the great white male, to end privilege, and uh, to see the good stuff on the other side. So without anything further then, uh, let's do our best Patrick Stewart and engage. Hello. Mel, good morning. How are you? Hey, you know what? I'm all right for a Sunday morning. <laughs> How about yourself? Yep, about like that. It's... um. <laughs> I got to admit this, uh, it's become a bit of a tradition to record on Sunday mornings because most of the folks that I work with have jobs that are, you know, Monday through Friday type gigs, although you work 24-7, so, I mean. Well, yeah, <laughs> that, uh, that is part of the job, yes. My weekends are sometimes on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. <laughs> so, um, just by way of introduction, uh, uh, folks who, uh, listeners, um, this is my friend Mel House. Um, she, uh, she and I were on the drum line together in high school. So I, I think we'll just put that there. So there will be shenanigans today. Yeah. Way back. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the coolest things though about, about Mel is that in addition to like that, you know, kind of fun relationship in high school and, and like, I, I would say also a mutual love and respect, there also is what she's done since high school, which is uh, become a, a teacher. She's an elementary school PE teacher, but also then working with the labor union. Um, you're an NEA, what regional rep? What's what's the official? Thing? Uh, uh, I am I am a board member on the National Association um, National <laughs> Sorry National Education Association. Whew, early. See, this is so. <laughs> this is my point about our working twenty four seven. For those of you who don't understand what teaching is like, it's already way more than the the hours that you spend in the classroom. Um, but then, in addition to that, some folks uh, take up advocacy and do the work that needs to be done to make sure that teaching can be done better in this country and uh, that our teachers are treated better, um, so that our classrooms are safer and our kids. Uh, uh, get what they need from the whole thing. So that's a hell of a lot of work. Um, I just said it in a few sentences and it glosses over all of the grunt work. So yes, I'm not surprised that you're tired even on a Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> right on. It's a thing. It's a thing. All right. So it is. Uh, first off. Uh, okay. So I guess we got to introduce the book too. Um, uh, Mel and I read uh, The Sexual Contract by Carol Pateman. And 
we're going to refer to uh, the fact that it was written in 1988 excessively throughout the broadcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mostly as a way of reminding ourselves that we, we're going to give her a pass on some of the stuff, but um, we're still going to critique bits. But um, also because, I mean, frankly, she's a badass in the field. She's a fucking giant. And I'm, I'm not familiar with her uh, more current work. Um, there's actually a 30th anniversary edition of this book. Um, and I got to find the preface for that uh, somewhere because that uh, I'm intrigued to see what she sees as different. Um, but so so those bits are there and we're definitely going to bump into them and mention them. But I'm I'm hoping that we can also like pull out the I guess here's what I'm saying. If you love philosophy, you definitely should check this out. This book, even for folks who um, don't necessarily appreciate feminist thought, this book ends up being one that people really appreciate the uh, the arguments that she makes and the philosophy that she she does throughout the book. So that's I think one of the highlights. And we're gonna yeah. All right, we got lots of bits to talk about. You want to say anything before we dive in here? Uh, yeah, I would say you know like basically the first two thirds of the book. I mean, if you're if you're really into dead white guy philosophy. <laughs> Um, there's definitely, definitely some chances to take some deeper dives into dead white guy, uh, philosophies about, about the relationships between men and women, which in and of itself is a whole different thesis. So yes. <laughs> well, and that, uh, so let's start right there. First off, I was surprised to see her actually name that all of the, so so first off, the sexual contract is a reference to contract theory in general, which is uh, touted by a bunch of philosophers from, what, the 1700s mostly, um, Rousseau, Hobbes, and I'm going to blank on the rest of their names now. Do you remember any of the other names? Uh, yeah, well, Rousseau and Hobbes were the two, were the two standouts. But yes, I, you know, basically once I got past chapter two, I'm like, okay, dead white guys. Yep. Um. <laughs> I, and I mean, honestly, as a as a white woman herself, I was really happy with the fact that she actually named that white was part of the problem um, and right. that she actually did connect. Um, well, not actually like part of what she is really. So she's placing the sexual contract in 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 alongside contract theory in general. Uh, do you have a summary for contract theory that you want to put out there? Uh, I mean, basically, the the biggest, at least in in this book, you know, that there's got to be subjugation on a party in order to enter to a contract. You've basically got uh, somebody who's in charge and somebody who's subjugated, and, and um, yeah, uh, that even though it's a mutual, you've got to have like this kind of mutual jive going on the the contract that you enter into you know there's there's always a losing end of a contract so i think that uh, i mean contract theory in general is actually i mean bluntly something that kind of un underlies everything since i mean it's it's western civilization in a nutshell i think um the notion that you know back when we had kings and queens that well we give them you know, all of the stuff that is theirs because it's their land and they take care of us, you know, and there's the contract. Um, and, right. it, it, you know, when we transfer to democracy, quote unquote, which 
yeah, we can, <laughs> I'm becoming more and more cynical about our quote unquote democracy every day. But, um, but when we translate that to democracy, then it becomes, well, now we have contracts with the, the state, uh, we have contracts, uh, and, and by state, I'm saying government, federal or state or local or whatever. Uh, but we also have contracts with each other. Um, and there's, quote unquote, freedom and equality that get introduced, which I mean, that right there is I, what I hear in in the critique of the master and subjugation role is that there's never really true equality in, in contracts because. I mean, even contracts between two white guys, somebody's got a leg up somewhere. And, and mm-hmm. that they're getting something they want from the other person. It's it's not an equal exchange of stuff. Um, right. And and I think that, I mean, that teased out for me one of the biggest problems with contract theory in general. And we'll, we'll get to the sexual contract specifically. But the contract theory in general, the first problem I see with it is the notion that we are equal. Or that we could right. ever be equal. Or that we were intended to be equal. Um and I don't mean that we, you know, we're supposed to be one person better than another. I'm saying that we have different needs as human animals. Yes. And then you just, you know, if you throw that in with, you know, your general labor contract, we we put up with labor contracts and, and many of us are privileged to have, you know, quote unquote, collective bargaining. Yep. Where the, the workers and the bosses have to decide. But yes, like you said, somebody's got a leg up. And but again, there there's with a contract negotiation. There's usually a winning side and a losing side, but we all put up with it uh, because if we didn't have contract negotiation, we we wouldn't have a say at all. And so, the, so this yeah. is and and I think actually one of her arguments in the end in the, in the book is that that is why the system doesn't work. Um, that mm-hmm. there must be a subjugated party. Um, doesn't work. Uh, and we know part of the reason we have to do, for example, part of the reason with labor unions, um, that that need arose is because the leg up is so strong. The difference between, well, I can always find more workers and the person, the, the worker on the other end going, I don't have other opportunities to feed myself and my family. Um, so that right there creates inequality at a level that means that this contract as far as i'm concerned is invalid i mean it it begs it circles back we see this kind of thing pop up all over the place we saw it in the the clinton lewinsky thing you know could she right because of the power indifference could lewinsky actually consent to a relationship with a fucking president right 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 like oh hey you just dropped an f-bomb so now i know it's okay to cuss in this interview (laughs) (laughs) wait wait did you honestly think i could go like more than five minutes without swearing, Mal. <laughs> every every time I record something for this, I have to wonder if I have to pre- press the explicit button on which platform. <laughs> like we talk about all sorts of stuff. Like don't let your three year old listen to this. <laughs> right. So yeah, there you go. F bomb and power and difference explained that quickly. <laughs> Uh, and i mean that's that's the big problem with contract theory i think is it assumes uh, equality and freedom that are great in theory and are important practices but even equality under the law we we see time and time again it just doesn't exist it's it 
It can't. Right. Like even if you right. get, you know, you and I sit down and we are guaranteed, I mean, this is, I mean, bluntly, this is also my critique of the way communism has been, uh, has been uh, utilized. Again, it was also systems of empire. So I think it's problematic just as our system of empire under capitalism is. But, you know, it, if Mel and I sit down and we get the same piece of toast, but our bodies have two different caloric needs that day, or one of us is allergic to gluten and, you know, won't be able to eat the rest of the day, but we got an equal piece of toast. That's, that's the basic problem with the notion of equality is that our, the human animal is way, has way too many variations, way too many different needs from each other, even as we have certain things that are very, very much the same. Yeah. I mean, just, Yeah. Communism looks really, really good on paper, but fails to take into account the human condition and all the variations that come just with humans in general. You know, you give everybody the same 100 acres, uh, 100 people on 100 acres with a, with a farmhouse, a house, a cow and a horse. And, you know, in a couple of years, you're going to have two or three people with all the horses, another two or three people with all the cows. Uh, you know, a few people kicking up with their feet up, uh, living off the money that they uh, they sold their cows for. And, you know, it's like it, it just people have different ideas about what they do with their stuff and just humans in general. That's what makes us great is that we aren't all the same. And I, I think on the other side of that, that's also the uh, it's the problem with capitalism. While capitalism accounts for the variation in the human animal, I think a little better or differently, it then allows that variation to become advantage in in a setting that says there's only one valid way of measuring the human animal and that's production right and and this is this is why neither of these systems in their purest form i think works this is my argument but that's okay but i i i want to also so that's kind of a for those of you who are jumping into this thing that's kind of a crash course on contract theory and at least what i see as the problems with it are there any other like why would it work i guess there's the thing we should give it a shot at saying how could it work can you even imagine it working there are just way too many assumptions that would have to be made for it to work really you you would have to assume that you know, parties that enter into it not only are looking out for themselves, but are also trying to look out for the best of the other. Um, and that right there, I think, is the big one of the biggest issues, you know. Our society is so me, me, me right now um, that that sitting down and agreeing on a contract and having having two parties agreeing on what's best for everybody instead of just trying to negotiate your biggest piece of the pie. Um, I think that's, that's one of the reasons right there. Like that's one thing that in order to make it work, people would have to have much greater empathy towards each other. Which I, I don't know how the fuck you legislate empathy. Right. Right. Like, so for the folks that are listening to all of the episodes, um, the last book was, uh, Kendi's, um, uh, how to be an anti-racist, which was fucking amazing. Um, it like he he just pushes policy, policy, policy. Heart, you know, policy first. Hearts and minds will follow. Um, and I think here we have an example of one of the issues within that 
philosophy is that what we really need is for people to have empathy. So it's like we have to construct policy that puts people in situations where their empathy can come forth. <laughs> like it's, I, I don't know what the hell. <laughs> well, okay, I do know. It's unfuck our public schools. Um, so, that, oh, right. so that our public schools are about forming humans instead of passing fucking standardized tests. Um, yes, widgets, pumping out widgets. Yeah, yeah, uh, for the capitalist system, by the way. So this whole thing works together. Yes. Um, Don't ever question authority. It, oh, you're not God. even in a contract. You're in. <laughs> right. You're just, uh, you know, you're you're joining joining the machine to pump out to pump out physical widgets, and you you just say yes and nod your head and collect your paycheck and go home. And I mean, what I'm hearing there is that one thing our school system has become proficient at is pumping out subjugated citizens. Absolutely. When you, you know, when you're told micromanaged to death and told what to teach and how much you need to teach because of how much of X is on, on the bubble sheet. Um, yeah, it's, we have a whole generation of, of students that, um, are not, uh, are not as critical, uh, as their critical thinking skills are not, um, as good as they could have been had they had a, um, less micromanaged education but the good thing is that really gives me hope in our youth is that is that students themselves are kind of having an awakening and rising up uh rising up to that and that actually it really does give me hope uh, for the young people of this country yeah very much so so i'm so contract theory by the way in general also operates in per- personal relationships. So when I ping Mel, or no, actually what happened was I threw a Facebook post out saying, I have to read this book. Will somebody read it with me and record it on the podcast? Um, <laughs> but uh, friends feel obligated to say yes. It's part of contract. Um, is it because we have relationships and stuff? And so just for the record, when we talk about contract theory, there is this is operating in multiple spheres of our lives which um, I think segues very nicely into the, the precise topic of the book, which is the notion that everything that we've discussed so far is all part of kind of the public sphere of um, how contract theory works. Um, what about the private sphere, um, the contracts within the home? The, uh, the notion that our homes are private, first off, is uh, kind of interesting in the first place and probably needs to be unpacked. Um, but then how are, uh, how are, how marriage, it is a contract. That's why it's recognized and why we get IRS tax breaks over it and all that crap. Um, the sexual contract was explicit, um, just so that people are all on the same page on this one. Um, laws on the books still exist in, in several states, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, suggest not suggesting requiring that a a woman a wife um, submit to her husband uh, around sex. What it really means is that he can't be charged with rape. Right. So that's that's like the the writ large version of what we're of the sexual contract that we're talking about. But it shows up again in a billion different ways. So there it is. The basic of the sexual contract the the 
the nuts and bolts of it um, that basically just says who gets to fuck whom and how they get to fuck them. Let's be real clear. That's what this is about. That is the extent of the stupidity that I, I see in contract theory in general. Um, it really, it turns everything into a commodity. So the conversation is going to continue. There's lots more to come. I hope you'll, uh, you'll hang in there. Um, I hope that this one's re-listening to it. Um, it was far more entertaining, um, than I remember the book being. So I guess that's good. So do hang in there. Uh, if you're interested in this kind of philosophy, do read the book. It's absolutely, uh, a fundamental and foundational piece to the work that I'm doing. Um, so, uh, there you go. Uh, please share this podcast, uh, with your friends if you haven't already. And, uh, yeah, enjoy. Tune in again on Monday for the next episode.